for being here, my friend. I'm Vonna Davis, and from my heart, I welcome you to the Midlife Confidence Podcast, the show that will help you skip the midlife crisis and fulfill your midlife quest. I found the key to growing in our middle years lies in managing our own mind. I want to teach you to reimagine your identity and purpose and live a life full of possibility. Join me on a journey to discover your midlife confidence. Here we are five months into the COVID pandemic and everything else that's happened after that. So how are you feeling? Does it sometimes seem like the world is descending into chaos and you just don't know what's coming next? I know a lot of us are feeling that way. So today we're going to talk about how it seems the world is falling apart and how to know you have what it takes to keep your world together. Let's take just a moment because I want to make sure that you know you can get a free journal page to go with every podcast episode and create your own midlife quest journal over time. To get that free page every week, just sign up on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com. I know we're just a few episodes into this podcast, but I didn't want to go any further without addressing the current world situation. How what's going on out there is affecting our inner world and how we can learn to manage it so we always know we're going to be okay no matter what happens. And not only have we had this COVID pandemic right at the beginning of the quarantine, we also had this significant earthquake here in Utah and that really shook me up. And of course, we've had the heartbreaking protests and dialogue surrounding racism. There's wildfires and political drama severe floods in China, and swarms of locusts in Africa and Asia. It just keeps coming. And it's been so interesting and challenging to notice my own inner responses to these outside conditions. I've actually been surprised at myself because I'm a pretty calm person. Yeah, I was overwhelmed at the beginning of the pandemic. I felt really out of control, especially feeling worried because all of our grown children live in other states. We even have one across the pond in the UK. And I wanted to take charge and protect them, make them come home where I could take care of them. But I couldn't do that. I was tired. I couldn't focus. I often felt worried and unsettled. I didn't know how bad this would get for our family. And having the earthquake mixed in there was like lighting a match to my fears. The day of the earthquake, I was sitting on my office floor reading scriptures. And suddenly everything was rattling and some things fell off my shelves to the floor around me. Not knowing if more was coming, I ran and woke up my hubby and then I dashed around the house, taking down everything that could fall in an aftershock. And I remember thinking, are you kidding? This too? Apparently God isn't going to just let us deal with one thing at a time. So what about powerlessness? Feeling like I can't control or influence these conditions and my own energy to do anything in my own life was sapped for weeks. I was tired and down and watching so much more TV and movies than usual. We watched all the Jason Bourne movies and then we started on Harry Potter. I was frustrated with myself for not being able to just snap out of it. I think it took about six weeks to get to my new normal where I got back my energy. And I think the biggest drain was wondering how things would play out and having my vision of the future changed. And also coming to terms with things that we've lost, right? We missed out on a long planned trip to the UK to visit our daughter and son-in-law. We were really excited about it. It would have been my first trip to Europe. And those losses keep coming. 
I'm really feeling for the parents and kids and their options for education now. I was on the phone with my daughter for hours the other day, listening to her frustration and all the hard decisions she has to make about educating her kids. And then last night, I talked to my son in law school, who had just learned that all of his law school classes will be online this fall. This is not what we expected when he achieved his dream of getting accepted to law school. Yesterday, I saw a social media post calling this pandemic the Corona Coaster. Isn't that the best word for all the ups and downs we're going through? So let's talk about uncertainty. Even though you're probably feeling much better now than you were before, guess what? We will face surprising, unexpected, and even threatening conditions again and again. So we might as well get good at it now. I know many of you believe, as I do, that the scriptures tell us to be ready for a time of all kinds of intense commotion, upheaval, and disaster, and we're looking around at the conditions now and wondering if this is the beginning of that time. And if that's true, and I believe it is, there's a lot of uncertainty to come, but there's also some things we can choose to be certain of. So here's some things that will be uncertain. One is we don't know exactly what these situations or disasters or crises will look like. Even though plagues have been predicted in the scriptures for thousands of years, I never imagined it going down the way COVID-19 has. The physical isolation, the financial impact, not being able to meet for church, the global reach. This is not how I envision it at all, and we'll probably be surprised at many things to come. Another thing we don't know is how long this time will go on. We don't know how long we have to pace ourselves or what to expect. And another thing is we don't know exactly how to be prepared for every possible scenario in a temporal or physical way. For example, I didn't know we needed to store N95 face masks, right? So here's some things we can choose to be certain about. We can know that there are going to be these kinds of crises and world conditions and not be surprised or shocked. We can know that there's a purpose and that this is a time of awakening and clearing the way for a better, happier, safer world. I love how some people are calling this the great awakening. We can know that God is offering everything we need to not just get through this, but to grow and triumph through this. And we can know that I can be emotionally, mentally, and spiritually prepared for anything that happens and any length of time that it takes. So to be more prepared, I've taken time to think through my reaction and what I learned about myself so I don't get quite so floored next time. Let's talk about what is uncertainty. It's this thought, I don't know what comes next. It's a state of imperfect information, and it makes it hard to deal with because we don't know how to manage a situation. We think we don't know what to do now. We think we can't go forward with our plans. And since we don't know what's coming or what to do, we're not sure that we're going to be okay. And thoughts like that lead to certain emotions. We feel uneasy, free-floating discomfort, anxiety, worry, fear, even outright panic. Now, I'm all in on accepting all human emotions and learning to lean in and process them instead of resisting them. But if we stay stuck in those emotions in a crisis situation, It drains our energy without any positive results. So one of the things that we're afraid of in a crisis is that we might feel an emotion that we don't want to, and it will overwhelm us. 
The answer to that is to take our power back by learning to manage our emotions, to know that we can handle anything that's coming. For those of us in midlife, we have people who depend on us and who look to us for reassurance. We have influence at home with our family, at work and in organizations like churches and in the community. How do we want to show up? Our response will ripple out and affect others. So I've taken some steps to work out my own plans for the next crisis and everything to come, and I'll offer this to you as something to consider. The first step is to be aware of what you're feeling and allow those feelings to be there as long as it takes to process them. It's important to name the emotions that you're feeling, otherwise they just kind of float around and you just feel this anxiety that you can't really pin down. I noticed that I felt afraid, powerless, and unprepared. And I hadn't felt feelings like that at that intensity for a long time. I was sidelined by it. I didn't know what to do with it all at first. So I'm ready next time to not be shocked by these emotions. Feeling the full range of emotions is part of our human experience. So I'm ready to be aware and say, oh, there it is. Of course I would feel like this in this situation. No surprise there. And go ahead and feel it. One of the most important things I teach my life coaching clients is how to allow feelings to feel them in our body and let them take their course. And the surprising thing is they usually die down when you give them some compassionate attention. One of the things that we resist doing is actually taking time to notice and feel our emotions. We think we don't have time and yet we really don't have time not to because those emotions will slow us down in everything that we're trying to do. So for example, if I realized I was feeling unprepared, I would stop and take some time for myself. I'd sit down and name the emotion so I knew what I was dealing with. Then I'd get out of my head and pay attention to my body. What does the feeling of unprepared actually feel like? For me, it's queasy and fluttery at the top of my stomach and tight in my lungs. And then just sit for a while as long as I need to, to notice it, pay attention and accept it and let it go through me. I don't want to judge myself for feeling that way and think that I shouldn't be feeling it. And then in time, it begins to subside and might even go away for now. That might take a few minutes, a few hours, or a few days at a time. And I also know that feelings will definitely come back at times. They can come in waves. But if you know what to do and how to process them every time, you don't need to be afraid of emotions. So step one for knowing that you'll be okay in a crisis is to expect to feel strong emotions and that you know how to be ready to notice and allow them for a time to let them do their work and let them go. I want to share with you an analogy for life that is working for me lately. And we often think of life as a journey. In fact, I wear a bracelet on my wrist that says, enjoy the journey. But it's working better for me now to think of life and especially Things like the situations that we're going through now that are so unpredictable and scary at times is to think of life as surfing. Now, I don't know anything about surfing. I'm actually even really terrible at boogie boarding at the beach. But if I could come back and be an amazing athlete in any activity, I would pick surfing. It just looks so relaxing and fun. So let's imagine we're out in the ocean on our surfboard and what does it take to be a great surfer? 
you have to learn to look around at the conditions that are coming and practice so that you know how to handle what's coming. And you have no control over what kind of waves are coming your way. But even though we don't have control over the conditions, we do have control over how prepared and skilled we are to ride the waves. You can learn from other people and most importantly, learn by practicing. I love watching video clips of surfers. Sometimes it looks like they get completely engulfed in a wave and then you'll see them come out of the curl still enjoying their ride. Sometimes you'll see them get knocked down and they'll get right back up in the middle of the wave and keep surfing. And sometimes they choose to just let the wave wash over them and try the next one. The thing about surfing is that you have no control over the conditions of the ocean and what you're going to have to deal with. So sometimes surfers are sitting out there and there are no waves at all. And they're just maybe enjoying being outdoors or hanging out with their friends. And then the perfect waves may be coming and they look forward to it and get ready for it as it comes. And they get better and better over time. And sometimes they may look out and see wave coming that they did not expect and don't really feel like they have the skills for. But they can use what they've learned to practice on the big waves. We might think that surfing is actually a dangerous sport, but it's less dangerous than football. And surfers learn to be aware of these conditions and waves and how to respond and take advantage of what is out there today. And they learn to love it and find joy in it. So sometimes it's boring or disappointing. Sometimes it might be scary or even a little dangerous, but most of the time it's just so fun. In fact, some surfers become so confident and love the thrill so much that they intentionally go where the huge waves are, right? I like to think that we're here in this particular ocean with these conditions that look maybe really stormy or a little threatening, but that we've been prepared, that we know how to surf them and be safe and even find some joy in it. Our Heavenly Father knew the conditions that we would face here, and He didn't put us here to drown or get carried off in a riptide. He intended us to ride these waves with power. God has promised that we actually have nothing to fear, so I gain a lot of confidence knowing that we all have a rescuer on a jet ski ready to pull us out of any wave that gets too overwhelming. The next step in my plan to be prepared is to decide who I want to be. Who do you want to be? How do you want to show up in the current crisis or the next crisis? I decided I want to feel confident that I'm going to be okay, to be calm, and to be capable of doing what needs to be done. Since I know that we often mirror the feelings of people around us, I want to be someone that reassures my family and friends that everything's going to work out. I want to be able to make decisions and take action. I want to remember that there's a purpose in everything that's happening. For certain, there's some pretty dramatic things that are going to happen. But I want to remember that we're getting through this because there's something amazing on the other side. I want to keep my vision and see the opportunity in these threatening conditions. How is the situation actually helping people grow spiritually? And how is it part of the plan to prepare for a better, beautiful, and more peaceful world? I love some of the things that people have done in this pandemic. They've learned to see this threat as an opportunity. We've seen musicians organize online concerts and perform from their homes. 
Restaurant owners have offered free online cooking classes. In New York, 6,000 mental health professionals volunteered to offer free virtual sessions to people who needed to talk and get some counseling. I've seen fitness experts offer online physical fitness classes to kids who are suddenly homeschooling. I love this story. A mystery man in Massachusetts bought all the flowers in a local flower shop before they were forced to close down, and then he delivered them to residents in the town. In England, airline staff who had been laid off, they set up lounges for healthcare workers with tea and handmade sandwiches and sweets. They opened 60 lounges and 4,000 airline staff volunteered to give these hardworking frontline workers a break. A midlife artist, Tom Croft, launched a project to paint free portraits of health workers, and 500 other artists have joined him. They hope to hold an exhibition after the pandemic of all these powerful portraits. And there was a 99-year-old World War II vet who raised 18 million pounds for the National Health Service in England by doing laps around his garden and taking pledges. He passed his goal of 100 laps. And how about this one, a 92-year-old woman who is a Holocaust survivor and has been a piano teacher for 50 years. She kept her lessons going by calling children on their cell phones or iPads and conducting the piano lessons that way. And at her online spring recital, she praised her students for persevering in difficult circumstances. And she told about how when she was young, she couldn't attend school as a young girl because of her religion. So they created a little school in an old basement. And she said, I learned that in any situation, you can strive, learn, look ahead, and have dreams. A third thing that I know helps me is deciding on purpose what I want to think. So here's some ideas for intentional thoughts. If we find ourselves thinking, I don't know what's coming next, so I don't know if I'm going to be okay, we can think, no matter what comes, I know I'm going to be okay. If we're thinking, I don't know what to do, we can think, I know some things to do and I'm going to get started. Here's a really big one for a lot of us. If we're looking to the future and thinking things like, the world is falling into chaos and it's scary, we can change that up and start thinking, I know the world is in a transition phase that's leading to a better, safer, happier world. And if you're having the thought, I'm not ready for this and I don't know how to prepare when I don't know what's coming, How about thinking, I'm ready, I've been preparing all my life for this, I just didn't realize it. And when we think back to our surfing analogy, how can we look ahead at these waves that might be coming and actually feel confident that we know how to get on our board and get through any conditions? We could even choose to be grateful that we get to witness this time right here. We can feel confident that we're going to be okay no matter what comes. Be peaceful be powerful, and love your radiant heart. Would you love someone to help you feel more prepared for this time? As a life coach, I teach women to create more peace and power in their lives on purpose. Now might be the perfect time for you to update your mind and how you're thinking so you feel ready for the rest of your life. You can get in touch with me and schedule a free discovery call on my website at midlifeconfidencecoach.com and you can also message me on social media. I'm at Midlife Confidence Coach on Instagram and Facebook. I can answer all your questions about coaching and how that could help you. And all of those links are in the show notes. Take care until next time.